0: A is for Avez-vous le berth Grade 2 CSE is the extent of my French, but even so, I know what Avez-vous le berth meant. It meant a pair of hungry, angry and possibly stoned Congolese guys were coming to get me. Or at least it did on the night in question. We were in the east of the Democratic Republic of the Congo for a film in the second series of Extreme World – It was the first time I'd returned to a genuine war zone since Afghanistan, and it would prove to be an eye-opening, not to mention distressing experience, mainly because of the sexual violence associated with the war. Not only is the war in the Congo the bloodiest conflict since the end of the Second World War, with around six million dead since 1998, but almost 400,000 women are raped there every year. Horrifically, brutally raped. It is, according to the UN, the rape capital of the world. It's ironic how many countries with democratic in their name, many of which I've been to, clearly aren't. Because the Eastern DRC is technically a war zone, there are no commercial flights in and out, so we had to reach it by road from neighbouring Rwanda. That was fitting, because it's in Rwanda that the roots of the Congolese conflict lie, the immediate routes anyway when, in 1994, during an attempted genocide that shocked the world, the Hutu tribe tried to ethnically cleanse Rwanda of Tutsis. The Tutsis rose up against the Hutus and forced two million of them, including some of the ringleaders of the original uprising, to flee the country. And where did they go? They took the same road we did when we made our way from Rwanda into the Eastern Democratic Republic of the Congo. It was quite a journey, going from one country where the fighting and barbarism has drawn to a close, into another where it continues to rage to this day. In terms of the change from one to the other, it was like leaving Switzerland and finding yourself in Hades, for as we drove around the outskirts of Lake Kivu, still in Rwanda, we saw no signs of conflict. No barbed wire, no rubble, no half-demolished homes— Not even the piles of plastic you seem to encounter everywhere else in Africa. Then we entered the Congo, and what a difference. Rubbish, barbed wire and rubble were everywhere. We'd seen very few guns in Rwanda, but here in the Congo it seemed as though every other guy was carrying the Congolese police, army, UN peacekeeping troops in their distinctive blue helmets. We're talking about the largest deployment of UN troops in the world in the Congo, and there were a lot of guns being carried around. By the time we reached the border crossing, we were already mourning the comparative beauty of Rwanda. We clambered down from our land cruisers at a white, old colonial French-style building, and I wandered up to a couple of bored-looking cops in shades. C K is for Kit. Bonjour, I said, smiling. Ça va? The cops scowled and led us around the back of the building to an office, where they quizzed us about the reasons for our visit. We're journalists, we told them. We're trying to do a story on the Congo. What story? What story? Absolutely paranoid, these guys, like something from the deer hunter, wanting to know what story we were planning to cover. Not far away was a grill, thick bars in the ground, with hands poking through, and prisoners inside babbling away in Pidgin English. I'd heard them when we passed. Help me, help me! And I'd looked at them nervously, feeling a mix of sympathy and a keen sense of not wanting to join them down there, fully aware we were being treated with extreme suspicion by the cops. You could hardly blame them. The tribal problems in the Congo are made worse by the fact that it's so mineral rich. If you use a laptop, a mobile phone, or a computer game, then you're making use of coltan and cassiterite that may well have been mined in the Congo. Two-thirds of the world's coltan comes from the Congo, in fact. You'd hope that sitting on top of huge reserves of minerals used by the vast majority of the Western world would be a good thing for the regular Congolese, and that some of the wealth generated by those mines might trickle down. Well, as I was about to find out, It isn't, and it doesn't.